So they brought in uh, A. Ron Rogers. Local drug addict. I don't know, guy. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> We're back. Happy TWS. It's almost football time. And with that, we regret to inform you it's time for us to go through team by team, division by division, to tell you why your team won't make it this year. I'm here. The McMahon's here. Scoob is here. Talking through the AFC East. I think we start at the top, boys, The alphabetically and what has been the Class of the division. Sorry, Coley. The Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills, 13-3 and last season. Beat Miami in the playoffs. Lost to Cincinnati, 27-10 to at home. Their number's currently at 10.5, but we'll talk through some things before we get our, our picks in. So what what did the Bills do this offseason? <clears throat> so they lost Tremaine Edmonds. They, they swapped out Devin Singletary with Damian Harris and presumably – uh, elevated James Cook, second year running back, out to their lead back, but they also just may never run the ball again. That's that's their, however they feel about it. It's their thing. Uh, but they they signed Damian Harris, Leonard Floyd, Puna Ford, Taylor Rapp, and Deontay Hardy was someone they gave a, a more money to than people expected. Uh, Saints kind of like kick returner, punt returner. And people seem to think he's going to get more looks in the slot, despite being 5-5. So we'll find out. We'll see. We'll see what they're going to do. Uh, they drafted Dalton Kincaid. That was their first-round pick. And Osiris Camp, hearing a lot of good things about him out of camp. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, it I mean, does they seem like need, they're stoked about him and how they're going to use him. They need a wide receiver, too, after uh, Gabe, Gabe Davis didn't really claim that position like they had hoped last year. Uh, they got Osiris Torrance, a guy, a guard that was projected to go in the first round. They got him in the second. Uh, and then Dorian Williams is a linebacker they took. But they've got a couple decent second-year guys, too. Like I said, James Cook, Kyer Elam was their first-round pick, corner out of Florida, who started off kind of shaky to the point where Christian Brent Benford, the corner out of Villanova, was playing more than him at the beginning of the season. Elam started playing towards the second half of the season. And Khalil Shakir, a receiver they took out of Boise, I believe, uh, in like the fifth, sixth round, people thought would go a little bit higher. I think he caught a touchdown in the playoffs. He could easily emerge as, as one of one of Josh Allen's go-to targets this year. That wouldn't shock me in the slightest. Yeah, it feels like they're going to have – like they have some guys in mind, of course. Like it seemed like last year number two was, hey, Gabe Davis, whether you're ready or not. This year, it's like maybe Shakir steps in. Maybe it's Kincaid already. Maybe this. Maybe we were. Everybody was a year early on Gabe Davis. Maybe he's right. just that guy now. What I'm watching for them again with the run game. I feel like it's been the offensive line, and they signed two guards, drafted two more. So I feel like that's going to be their commitment. What I hope to trying to or being able to run the ball efficiently when the weather gets cold and they need it most. Like that's what it comes down to for a team that has had Super Bowl a Super Bowl ceiling these last two, three seasons, and also including this season. Do we know Josh, Al- Josh Allen's elbow? Is that still a thing? Did we ever figure out what the deal was? Like, he heard it. We never heard it got better, ever. 
didn't get worse. I don't think we would have heard that. <laughs> Football players are aliens enough to where it's like if, if we don't hear about it, I assume it's healed. I assume it would be like a bigger story fantasy wise. We would know Josh Norris would have us on top of it <laughs> if Josh Allen couldn't throw the ball more than five yards ahead of him. Their defense is it's a good defense, but it they did take a step back last year. You know, they weren't as good. The the secondary, I feel like, is the issue here. They get boat raced pretty often. Well, I, it was injuries. I think it was, I think they were a great defense until Von Miller went out on Thanksgiving. That affected things. I think like that's been a question for them the past couple of years as well. Can they generate that pass rush when they need to? The secondary, they were injuries, man. I think like both safeties were out. Demar Hamlin, we know about. Trey White was just coming back from injury, so if you hope that they are just not ravaged in the same way, I could see that defense going right back to being, you know, one of their strong suits. Yeah, they were nineteenth in defense last year per PFF, and like you said, a lot of that Von Miller goes down. Trey White, Trey White, his numbers haven't been elite since twenty nineteen, but as someone who sees him twice a year. I'm like, that guy's elite, so I don't really care what the numbers say there. Like, he is <laughs> truly elite. And they had a bunch of young corners, like you were saying, but their, their, their defensive line, it feels like, feels older because Von Miller is there, but it's like Rousseau is super young. Ed Oliver is entering his prime, hopefully. Just got paid. Yeah, just got paid. So I could very easily see this defensive line being a lot better and still – maybe the fourth best in this division. That's how good this division's defensive fronts are. Uh, but they don't really need to worry about that. They they have larger aspirations. I think there's a division that's putting multiple teams in the playoffs anyways. So they just got to get there and be healthy. That's that's what they need. Uh, I think they're – so last year they were fourth in points scored, second in points allowed, uh, which feels good. They, should, they, should, they also played one less game than everybody except for the Bengals, so that needs to be – taken into account for both because sure. they would be higher in points scored and probably lower in and points. Lower, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but they've got a stretch this season, weeks 12 through 16, which is good and bad because right before the playoffs. So you get to really see where you stand and mm. also could be like, we don't stand well against everyone. So it's, we sit they're, down. <laughs> they're at Philly into a bye. Out of the bye, they're at Kansas City, which is it's that's tough. That's a tough scene. Good times. And they play the Cowboys at home, and then they have to go to LA to play the Chargers. Now, the Chargers as a team, not the toughest opponent. That late in the year, coming off that four-week stretch, having to go to LA is annoying. Very annoying. At the very least, annoying. You're hoping you're health. Like if it's only annoying if you're still healthy and everything by then. And who knows? what it'll be by that late in the season. Ten and a half is the number on these bills. Again, 13 wins last year, 13 and three. I'm going higher here. This feels like a good third. Maybe they don't hit 13 again, but 10 and a half, even with the expected competition throughout this division, I think I'll, I'll go higher here on 10 and a half. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to agree just because looking at the schedule, you know, they play, they play the commanders, they play – Las Vegas, they play Tampa. So it's like those teams, Denver, those are all teams I expect them to get wins off of, you know? So mm-hmm. I think I'm going to I'm gonna go higher, but I'm not going to say 13. I think it'll be like a an 11. They'll get 11. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 10 and a half 
feels too like this doesn't feel like a nine and eight team or even a ten and seven team. Assuming Agreed. they play all the games this year, uh, <laughs> which I have a feeling they will. I hope I don't, so, but... right? Yeah, like I, you have to at this point give them two wins against the Patriots. Outside of the craziest weather we've seen in a football game, the Patriots <laughs> have not beaten this team since Brady left. Like it's just not the not a good matchup for us. So that's two wins right there. I'd be shocked if they didn't win 11 games. Now, they have had some coaching turnover, too. Obviously, Dayball left last year. I believe Leslie Frazier just was not invited back after the playoffs. So that's when teams do get successful, they do start to lose players. They start to lose coaches. They start to lose a whole lot. But I don't know that that's going to be a big issue for them this year. Uh, So, yeah, I'll take the higher there. Anything else on these these Buffalo Bills? Yeah, that – we for most of these teams, the most important player is going to be quarterback. That's just the sport. For most important non-quarterback, I think it's Rousseau. Greg Rousseau, mm. edge out of Miami. I think it's year three for him. Came in kind of raw. Last year, PFF ranked him as the 20th best edge in football. Uh, they gave him an 82.5 pass rush grade. And I only imagine that got worse when Von Miller was off the field. So with him improving just with his own talents and then their their pass rusher room getting stronger, I feel like he could really be like, oh, even if we do lose Von Miller, we're not fucked this year. Right. He can somewhat hold it in the road mm-hmm. for us. I'm going to still say it's Stefan Diggs because if he goes down or, I mean, they he was having a weird offseason. I mean, Gabe Davis is your number one wide receiver. That's scary. Maybe it's what he should have been all along. <laughs> we will see. I definitely think there's a lot on, on the receivers, for sure. I agree with yeah. you. Yeah. It's a weird receiver group for one that a team that throws so much, you know? They don't, they don't really invest in that group. It was like we got Diggs and Josh Allen can shake off anybody and get somebody open. We just need y'all to pop in select moments. If, I guess I, maybe I'll go Kincaid. Like I've first round tight end. I've made my thoughts known, but it does sound like they are going to use him and give him the opportunity to get the kind of work that would justify that draft position. So I'll, I'll say Kincaid if he can make that offense pop. Did you go higher? Yeah, I'm going higher. Okay. Higher on 10 and a half. Not 13. I agree with school, but higher at 10 and a half. It feels too low for some reason. Next week, two teams tied. I'll give the the nod to the ones that made the playoffs last year. The Miami <laughs> Dolphins, they come in. Their number's nine and a half. They were nine and eight last year, made the playoffs, but lost to Buffalo. But they had Skylar Thompson, the third-string rookie quarterback starting. What do you know about these Dolphins, Coley? They, I mean, they, they put up one hell of a fight in that game. That game was closer than it should have been. 34-31. Um... So last year, they were 11th in points scored, 24th in points allowed. They had the sixth best offense, 14th in defense, 32nd special teams unit per PFF. So dead last. But that's good enough to seventh overall. PFF, what I've come to learn, does not respect special teams in the slightest. Not even a little bit. Not even kidding. I think that's why coaches don't respect PFF. The one, the ones that really don't. Some do, to be clear. I was gonna but, say most organizations do, but yeah, yeah, I do think the coaches are like, all right, all right. When it's like special. It means nothing. Okay. I think it's more the units. How how much should they weigh down the team? If there's talent everywhere else, should should and that 
They did bring in Jake Bailey, which is, I don't think helps the unit, but they did make that swap. <laughs> Uh, I just can't help but think of the Chargers that were number one in offense, number one in defense, last in special teams, and missed the playoffs. So sure it's one did. of those. It, it don't matter until, until you need it. Yeah, and, and the Packers, they had so many good teams, and then they just had the worst special teams ever, and they would lose in boneheaded ways because of it. It's one of those. It's going to always show up somehow. It will always show up in some way. They lost Mike Gusecki, who – they didn't even use last year anyways. They, like two they, games. Weren't, yeah. they weren't super interested. They don't use tight ends at all, McDaniel. He just doesn't no. use them. Not his speed, yeah. Yeah, no, he uses them as extra blockers, which mm-hmm. I don't hate. Uh, and they also lost, uh, was it Trenton Sherfield? He also went to Buffalo, like a fourth, fifth uh, string receiver. So not nothing for Miami, uh, but also not a ton for Buffalo. Uh, they signed David Long Jr. to play linebacker, Isaiah Wynn to play guard, which he probably always should have been playing, Deshaun Elliott to play safety. They traded for Jalen Ramsey, who we'll see what that looks like come later in the season if he makes a recovery, because like you said, they're aliens. They brought in Eli Apple once they lost Jalen Ramsey, and they brought in Robbie Chosen, who I still don't know if it's Robbie Chosen or Chosen Anderson. I just know. I think it's Chosen he- Anderson. Thing. That's what I thought too, but even they listed as Robbie Chosen, so I don't know. I just do he's not know. ESPN is Robbie Chosen. Oh well, I stand correct. Maybe he's changed it since then. I feel <laughs> like he just keeps changing it. Listen, you change your clothes, you change your name. What, what is the problem? It's probably fifty bucks to change your name. It's not a big deal. It's not. He, he's got name change fee worked into his contract. <laughs> I would imagine. I will say, Robbie and or Robbie Chosen. There, as someone like they really, he could make that offense pop, but if he doesn't work out there, they didn't, they're not missing anything. They didn't have that element. So I don't hate that swing after your speed guys and Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. They drafted Devon A. Chain, who was, I believe, the fastest running back in this class. And they drafted Cam Smith. This was not a team with a ton of draft capital. And for their first, I believe their first pick was Cam Smith yep. in the second round. The corner who was projected to go in the first out of South Carolina slipped to the second. After they had already traded for Ramsey, it was just like, is this a position of need? Especially when you've already got Xavier Howard back there. And then when Jalen Ramsey goes down, yeah, now it looks pretty good. It looks pretty good to have a young mm-hmm. corner. And they also have... Uh, I don't know that I've ever heard his name said out loud before, so my apologies. I think it's uh, Cater Coho. He was a rookie corner last year. He was ranked 36 out of all corners last year, and he was a rookie. So there's reason to, for upside there. And Channing Tindall was a linebacker out of that Georgia defense who I still like quite a bit. I guess my question for them, like they traded for Bradley Chubb last year, and he had two and a half sacks in eight games and now Rams is going to be out we don't know how like the end of July the word was he'll be out a few months and Jalen Ramsey said cut a month off that so a few minus one (laughs) is when he'll be back so a few months a few months a few months so yeah if Cam Smith looks like the guy with the had the first round grade immediately they're in good shape if he struggles off the rip they might be looking at what playing three-fourths of the season yeah. conservatively without Jalen Ramsey and like if Chubb I, I think he will like get into the mix I don't think he'll have two and a half sacks over the next eight games but he's had some injury stuff too so I feel like they they need to see it 
And I think super importantly, that offensive line is a really bad offensive line last year. Got two or uh, three concussions in one season. He's coming back from that. You hope he's healthy. But the line, I don't think they improved it at all. Did they really? Not really. They they did bring in Wynn, which I do think he was unfairly pointed at in New England as being the problem, where he played, he got to Georgia as a tackle. He went and played guard for Georgia. The Patriots drafted him as a tackle. He wasn't the best tackle. Uh, and so if he's going to play guard, like they need help pretty much everywhere except for left tackle. Teron Armstead, they went out and they gave a huge bag to last year out of New Orleans. The problem with that is he's hurt every year. And now it's it's not always for the whole season, but it's enough to where like you need as much protection for Tua as you can have. They drafted Liam Eikenberg either last year or the year before. It looks like they're moving him to left guard. He wasn't great last year. So that's maybe he improves, but like probably not. It says they have the fourth best center in football. So that's listen, you, that's one of the five. You know what got I mean? Him. You got to lock it down. And then they they brought in a project, uh, Austin Jackson, who was a project. So we'll see. I, mean, I think they drafted Austin Jackson a few years ago. I say he was. I think he was first, 20, first or second round. Yeah, but yeah, for 18th overall. But pick. they knew it was a project. Yeah. Yeah. So he's 24 now. Can he step up, be a full time tackle, or is he just a swing guy who you hope doesn't see the field? Because last year Robert Hunt played. I believe right tackle for them. It was really good, but it was, he wasn't supposed, or maybe it was left tackle when Armstead was out. He's not supposed to be, he's supposed to be a guard. So if the line can stay healthy, will Tua stay healthy? Hopefully. Yeah. Like again, he was eight and five last year, but I think it was eight and three in games that he started and finished for the season, finished with the same exact touchdown percentage as Mahomes, same interception percentage as Joe Burrow and led the league in yards per attempt. So if it's like, yeah, what if he can just, I don't know, finish 12, 15, 17 games, maybe. He's on the fifth-year option right now, so he's he playing with that money on the line. Concussions, like as we you never know, and like Scoop said, you hope he stays healthy and hope it's not that if it's injuries again, but I feel like he gets a healthy season. Healthier than last year, I should say. Healthier than last yeah. year. He also got a sleeve tattoo, which – unbelievable mm. uh they brought in mike white too i did forget to add that uh <laughs> mike white was is backing him up which i don't it's know if smart skyler might be better like you know what i mean like he he was good I'd enough in both playoff game sure yeah i do think teams should have three quarterbacks after what we saw happen to the 49ers last year uh to the dolphins they, they were down teddy b down to and I now again you teddy. hope you you hope second year Skylar Thompson is not rookie Skylar Thompson. You know Mike White can sling it, and you hope Tua stays healthy. Will Mikey uh, Mikey McDaniel have a, a second year growth? Will he put the damn vape down and get the damn calls in? <laughs> I don't know. Not getting the calls in was tough, and he also apologized to his running backs because they were the worst rushing team in football last year. They weren't even really trying, so he apologized. He brought back. Mostert and uh, Jeff Wilson, and then they drafted A-Chain. So it's like, all right, we've got speed here. We've got vets here. If they remember to run, I feel like it's probably a good weapon for them. I, I will say, though, the backfield is a disaster for fantasy. Just absolute disaster for fantasy. Maybe not this year. 
Maybe not. Th- I could see a chain breaking something, but yeah, who knows who will get the steady work every week? Like if McDaniel's, yeah. that guy he goes with the hot hand every week. Like who looked good in practice that week to him? Like it's different every week. Probably a stay away. Oh, yeah, no. it's a stay away on that backfield. They who we got? They have, to, uh, I was gonna say they have two really. They didn't. They don't have like one sustained tough stretch, but they have two. Uh, shorter stretches, which is worse. So week seven through nine, they play the Patriots at home in the middle of this. Now that's not that difficult for them. However, on both sides are road games at Philly and at Kansas City. So I don't give a fuck how bad the Patriots are. You still play Belichick in the middle of those two games. He knows how distracted you are. (laughs) He's thrilled about this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's not a great game. Why don't no. they play Philly first and then KC a week in the middle? The whole division has it. It's so yeah, it's like, yeah, the Bills just had that. That's awesome. <laughs> and the and weeks fifteen through eighteen. So to end the season, like this is the stretch. We think this is going to be a tightly contested division. Weeks fifteen through eighteen, they play the Jets at home, the Cowboys at home, at the Ravens, and the Bills at home. That's not that fun. That's not fun. It's not no. last year's Jets. It's not one of the last fifty years Jets. It's this year's Jets. You're hoping the Bills got things locked up and don't need it, but no guarantees. Right. So that, mm-mm. Who do they, non-quarterback, who's the X Factor? I think the Scoob's born. I think it's, I have Armstead written down. When he played, he was the 15th best tackle, uh, or best tackle, not even just left, 15th best tackle in football last year. Mm-hmm. He's got to be out there. They need some consistency. Right. I really just think it's, it's the line as a whole. Because if the line, because I've already even seen on Twitter people saying in the preseason, the line is just looks like it's going to get two a killed again. So that's encouraging. Nine and a half is their number. What do we make of that? Nine wins last year. I'm going, I just, I think Tua finishes more than 11 games this year. I don't know if he plays as well as he did, but maybe, maybe he, him and Mike McDaniel figured something out. The weapons definitely help. Don't know how much higher, but I'll, I'll take the higher for these Miami Dolphins. I'm going to go lower. Hot hot take in it, but I'm going lower. I think they're going to score a lot of points, but I think they're going to lose a lot of high-scoring games. I feel like their defense isn't going to be able to keep um, the games close. Hmm. Or they will keep it close, but like 35 to 34 they lose type right, thing, yeah. you know? I, I think – like I. I think they're either going to win the division or come in dead last. Like, I don't think, I don't think there's a middle ground here. They have a tough schedule. They have a bad offensive line. Their secondary looked unbelievable. And then Ramsey goes down. It's like that. That's really unfortunate. Um, So I don't, I think I'm going to side with the under. I don't feel good, but like, no matter what I pick, I I think it's going to be wrong, but I I am going to go under. They definitely win the division now. 14-3, yeah, right. right. two MVP. <laughs> I guess I hope I mean he stays healthy for him, but just like they were just a fun team to watch when he yeah. was up and cooking. So we'd like to just have that back in the mix. Tyrese says he's going for a two thousand yard season this year, so gotta keep that in mind. Again, if Tua finishes the games, he probably had it last year. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that that crazy yeah. anymore. Oh, boy. Scoop, cover your ears, my friend. It's time to talk about these New York Jets. 
I th- see, I thought we were going to England here. I wasn't ready for this. Oh, no, I tell the McMahon to cover his ears <laughs> for that. These New York Jets, their number also nine and a half, same as the Dolphins. They finished seven and ten last season. Did they add anybody, Coley? Did they do anything? <laughs> so they brought in uh, A. Ron Rogers. Local drug addict. I know that guy. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> They brought in Adrian Amos, Alan Lazard, Miko Hardman, Randall Cobb, and as recently as yesterday, Dalvin Cook. I recognize a lot of these bums from uh, my team <laughs> last year. Maybe they needed some new new life, new spirit in a new city. Yeah, really needed a change of scenery for uh, Randall Cobb, who's only like 31. Hey, 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 Did you guys hey, know hey. that? He's like 31 still. A young think? 31. A spry 31. Yeah. I thought he was like 37, 38. So. I did think he was much older. Because <laughs> he's been hanging with that 42-year-old Rodgers. It ages you. Hanging, Playing with Aaron Rodgers for a long time ages you. Like mm. A four-year career feels like 40 playing with him. I will say they brought in all those receivers. I think they didn't bring in one better than Elijah Moore. Like I, they traded him out <laughs> to get that pick to trade for Rodgers. So I understand what happened there. Elijah Moore <laughs> would have made this team a little more scary. They're already scary, right? I'm not trying to say they're mm-hmm. bad, but I think hey, him with a real quarterback would have been quite a sight. And we'll see that in Cleveland. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. That would have been like, yeah, Who's going to be off of Garrett Wilson? Who's going to get that? Like, is it going to be, I guess, Corey Davis is projected to get it. I know he did not have a very good year last year. This is where, they're one of the, like, why didn't they get in on DeAndre Hopkins? Why aren't they getting in or would they get in on a, a Mike Evans or Chris Godwin? Maybe they're waiting. Maybe yeah. they're, yeah. So maybe just they think Rodgers is good enough where it's like, you know what, Wilson and this run game and our defense is enough we'll figure that out i've heard this story before it's a very familiar (laughs) story it got you that head on your head sir it did actually it did give me this head (laughs) on my head but i i I do want to point out here um that this is a terrible terrible always hurt no good (laughs) offensive line yeah and rogers uh we'll see how he plays behind one of those because he's coming from one of the best so there's a case i think where they're lying like best case scenario, duh, but not for every team. Best case scenario, their line is great. Like if Beckton's just back to what he was healthy, if Dwayne Brown just has another year, if I think Vera Tucker was injured last yeah. year, they signed, I think, McGovern from the Cowboys and drafted Joe Titman. There's also enough to where it's like five questions there. If any one of those pulls apart, does your line fall apart for an aging quarterback? So which which side is it? And I'm seeing Dwayne Brown's already out on ESPN. He's listed as out, so I don't know what that's about. I also saw that neither one, to, neither one of those guys wants to play right tackle. I was like, this feels like a good problem to have, like going into preseason game three. Good times. Yeah, I was going to say, they, they brought in Will McDonald the fourth was with their first-round pick this year. After it was reported, they were really locked in on Broderick Jones, the tackle. Uh, Pittsburgh traded up right in front of them to get. Uh, so they took Will McDonald the fourth. They go and get, I believe, six seven center Joe Titman. You were just talking about uh, quite a large man, big ones. Yeah. They they also took another bigums, Zach Koontz, 
the most athletic tight end to ever go through the combine. Uh, horrifying. And Israel Abaconda, uh, Abanaconda, the straight line uh, kind of, I guess, A-chain light would be because not breaking any tackles was the, the book on no, him. Which but you got to catch out. him. Right. <laughs> if you yeah. don't catch him, he's gone. Uh, so he's, what, their third, four-string running back behind Michael Carter and the fellas. So, And then, obviously, year two guys, Garrett Wilson, Sauce Gardner, pretty good. Uh, hmm. Michael Clemens was a rookie last year, played very underrated uh, edge for this team. And Jermaine Johnson was their third first-round pick last year, played very overrated edge for this team last year. And <laughs> Brees Hall uh, will be back, was very, very, very good when he played last year. I think their question is, last year, this team lost six games by one score. The Packers were number one in on-target throws in the league, 81% nearly. Jets were dead last, 68%. Does Rodgers have enough for like for one year, maybe two, but one step at a time? Does the old man, can you keep him upright long enough? Will the injury, because again, Brees, along with the offensive line guys, will he stay healthy and come back from knee surgery? Can they do it for one year? It's giving now this is going to be fun, Lakers. <laughs> Rogers and Sauce on the cover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's their schedule looking like, Goalie? It sucks. It'd be a fourth place schedule, right? It yeah. is, but they play the whole... Like they play the whole AFC East, which I think everyone agrees is quite good top to bottom. They play the whole NFC East, which is tough. They also play the Chiefs, and I believe the whole AFC West. Uh, so, we, and it starts immediately, absolutely instantaneously. Week one, they play the Bills. It's at home, but they play the Bills. Then they go play at Cowboys, which. It's still, at the end of the day, uh, Rodgers versus McCarthy. So I give the edge to Rodgers there. But it's at Dallas. Then they play the Patriots at home. They haven't beaten the Patriots in 14 or 16. I can't remember the number. It's 14 or 16 straight attempts. Um, So they they have to get over that. You know what I mean? They're not just going to be handed. They don't have to. Yeah, Yeah, they don't. And then they play the Chiefs week five. <laughs> then they play at Broncos, which this game wouldn't have meant anything until Sean Payton started talking. And now mm. you've got Garrett Wilson wearing bucket hats and chains and jerk. Like he's just doing, going against every rule Sean Payton says he won't allow his team to do, which I, I think is very funny. I'm on Garrett Wilson's side Hilarious. there. Absolutely. And then they play the Eagles. So they at least get Chiefs and Eagles at home, but they're also. They have to go Chiefs. Yeah, thanks a lot. Get your ass to, whooped in your own backyard. Not to somebody Denver else's. and then back to Philly. Uh, nice or back home early bye week for the old man, too. Could be. Yeah, maybe he's looking good early on, but late on it's like, man, oh, man, that guy hadn't had a rest in three months. Nine and a half. What do we make of that for these Jets? Under. Lower, 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 stinky, stinky offense. They're gonna be, they're gonna be like the Broncos last year. They got Hackett running the offense. It's gonna be like the Broncos last year. They're gonna lose because they can't score twenty-one points. Like that's what it's gonna be. So last year's Jets. Yeah, more of the same. Last year they were. 29th in points scored, 4th in points allowed. So they're returning the entire defense. 
The offense has made some changes. So if they can get to 15th in points scored, that's a couple more wins one would assume. You going higher? By like a half game. I think they went 10. I think Sauce Gardner fought so hard. There's just no way, man. Like they hate it. I think the the non-Zach Wilson boost, that might be two games right there. Minimum. Not even like the improvement in play just him not being the starter anymore my, my bold higher, prediction barely is higher there my bold prediction for this team is zach wilson starts at least one game for them this year week 17 after they or week 18 after they've already went 16 and one and clinched <laughs> the afc maybe so maybe so, so week eight after the bye week when rogers goes missing on an ayahuasca <laughs> journey he's been in a dark box for 14 hours and he can't find his way to Rutherford. That that Favre Jets team, I believe, started eight and three and then missed the playoffs. So it's it, this one has uh, such a tough start. If they start eight and three, something catastrophic would have to happen for them to not win those last two. But I won't put it past the Jets. I would be a fool to put it past the Jets to do that. It's tradition. I think Favre tore his bicep and was like, no, I'll still play. It didn't go <laughs> I well. I can't feel a thing, dude. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, so who cares? <laughs> Is that all we got on these Jets? For most important non-quarterback, I agree the yeah. line is an issue, but I don't think that's like one guy can fix that. I think they all have to be healthy. So yeah. I wrote I wrote Alan Lazard because if there's one thing we know about Rodgers, it's that he fucking hates everybody. So if it's it's on Lazard kind of to, to be the leader of this this receiver group, uh, he was brought here for a reason. So Garrett Wilson's the best receiver here by far, by so much. But it's on Lazard to, like, hold everything together, I think. Can he do it, school? He's done it in the past. I mean, I think I think he can do it. I think he's a very good. He's one of the best blocking wide receivers in the NFL. Like that's what it makes him different from everyone else. He's so good at that. So that is that is very interesting. Last and certainly least, we've got these Patriots, man. We've got these Patriots. Our Patriots. Mm-hmm. Me, you, and Vinny Wilfolk. What do we? What the Patriots do? This do you want to explain that half? jersey before? Because uh, no. I know it's been driving people insane. This whole time. <laughs> I think I told this. I think it was like on Will Force's birthday or something. But yeah, no, it was. Was it the day he retired or something? Like maybe that's what or went to the Hall of Fame or something. Yeah, like that. Long, long ago, there was an opportunity for the McMahon and myself to interview. Uh, Vincent Will Fork, who played defensive tackle for a number of years for the Patriots and Texans. It was a, a tremendous time. He brought beers for the boys, found out he was a Kentucky basketball fan. Just a good time, good vibes guy all around. And he said, man, I got some jerseys. I got something for the game. Everybody gets one. It was in a bag, a gift bag. Not thinking about it at the time. Yeah, I got the jersey. I'm drinking a beer with, with Vincent Will Fork. And then later, I get back to my hotel room and I I, I pull this 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 bad boy out, and I say, "Has his name been Vince Wilfolk the entire?" <laughs> I go to Google. I Google it. I said, "Did you mean Vince Wilfork?" I texted Coley. I was like, 
Have y'all looked at? <laughs> did y'all check y'all's jersey? <laughs> and Riders Rain. I think it was four four of us four jerseys left. I yeah. think everybody got the Vinnie Wilfold autograph now. So this is this is rare, the rarest cloth to exist. But yes, that uh, that's why I'm rocking the Vinnie Wilfold. You know me, known Pats fan, known Wilfold. It's so much better than having an autograph. Like so many people have autographed Absolutely. Will Fork jerseys. Nah, not everyone's got the folks. I will never get rid of this jersey. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> that is a fact. That is my promise to everyone here listening. These Patriots, eight and nine last year, seven and a half is their number. What'd they do this offseason? So they, they got rid of Damian Harris, Isaiah Wynn, Jacoby Myers, and Nelson Aguilar. They brought in Ezekiel Elliott, Juju Smith-Schuster, Mike Gusecki, Riley Reef. Uh, as close to like one-to-one swap outs across the board as you'll ever see. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, John who should step back. Yeah, John who also out. So that was that was the one-to-one there. It's like I, I like these players better, but I like they're genuinely pretty much the exact same players. So that's where it's like, yeah. all right. Uh, they were 17th in points scored last year, 11th in points allowed. Uh, they were ranked 14th overall, like just as mid as mid gets. They are the they are the dead middle of the league right now. Uh, I put their toughest schedule stretches week one through 18. It is the toughest schedule in the NFL. By that's not even me saying it. It is the toughest schedule in the NFL. It and it's not close. It sucks. Like, even if I think this team is talented, they won't get a chance to really prove it. They start off the season with the Philadelphia Eagles. Fucking thanks. Uh, (laughs) They they play the Dolphins at home. Usually we play the Dolphins at home at least when it's fucking snowing outside. Week 17, right? Yeah, week two, (laughs) September 17th. It's going to be hot that day. They play at the Jets week three, at the Cowboys week four. We play the Saints week five. I'd say that's a break, but who knows? Like, who knows? Then we play at the Raiders. Thought that would be easy last year. Luckily, we don't have captain throw it backwards on the team anymore. (laughs) The Bills week seven. At the Dolphins week eight. The Commanders week nine is like the first, like, that's going to look exactly like that Patriots-Jets game last year where it was like 10-3, whatever the final score was. That's going to be that game again. Then we play the Colts week 10. Either Anthony Richardson's a bust or he's completely comfortable by now. Like, there's no good – this is not a good time to be playing the Colts. By week 11, at the Giants out of the break, the Chargers at home, at Pittsburgh, Kansas City, at Denver, which I believe we have a losing record at Denver in the Belichick era. I know Brady always struggled there. I can't imagine it's been better without Brady. And then at Buffalo – eats in Denver. <laughs> at Buffalo, and then week 18, it's the Jets at home. That's really the only game I'm looking forward to because I think there is a probability Belichick could have the power to eliminate the Jets from the playoffs with that game, potentially. Would he walk away after that? Would that be his? <laughs> if he beat the if he beat the Jets twice this year home, and the yeah. Giants, I think he'd be perfectly content being like, you know what? I'm like 10 away from the wins record, but I'm fine. I proved my point. Ah, uh, yeah, everybody gets it. They get it by now. Billy O'Brien's in there. 
I do know that Nick Saban and Bill Belichick have never won a championship with him as their offensive coordinator. I also know he he must be better than Matt Patricia and Joe Judge or whoever was calling the plays. Like, like I think both of those things have they have to be true, Nick. They simply have to be. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame him for really either of those. He wasn't at Alabama terribly. Like, he happened to be at Alabama during Georgia's reign of terror. That's that's not his not his fault. fault. Yeah, and he was with the Patriots like the beginning of the two th- or the 2010s where we had quite literally the youngest roster in the league. We were just expected to compete because Brady and Belichick were there. Hmm. So then he leaves and then we beat the Seahawks. Like would we have still beat the Seahawks if he was there? Probably like he was, he had nothing to do with Malcolm Butler. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't know that that changes things that much. So I think that's just shitty timing more than his, he's been, he's, he's shown by far the most, uh, success to the Texans. I feel like that's harder. Than... Oh, he's the best coach they've ever had. Yeah, right. And he was was he the first guy at Penn State after all that happened? I think so. Yeah. So I, I don't. I'm not. He was saying the he's... first to get him respectable. At least I don't know if he was. Either way, he was. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think he's yeah. like the best coach of all time. But like you're saying, it's hard to be worse than last year. Who we got? Non. I, can this one be the quarterback, man? Is it just the X Factor? Just is Mac Jones mid? If we figure out the answer to that question, yeah. It's. I mean, like Malik Cunningham. <laughs> he's an option here because. How real do you think it is that he starts for this team this year? Uh, very, because uh, people people got <laughs> on me last year for being in on Zappy, and I've tried to explain it. People still don't care. The reason I was in on Zappi is he was playing confidently. That was it. Him and Mac Jones are the exact same player, like to the T. They're the exact same player. So that's where it was like, all right, why not just go with the more confident guy who's not terrified and, and hurt? Like Mac was hurt. So that's where it was like, I don't really know what all the backlash is for. Cunningham does not play like either of those gentlemen. That It's like a genuinely different look. And for a team that doesn't have the most exciting offense you've ever seen, might be worth that look. If they get off to a terrible start, which is extremely possible, I wouldn't hate it one bit. Just skip past Zappy? Like no Zappy so. getting another run? I, I think, think so. you already know what you got with him. Like you already know, I feel True. like. If you had Hopkins, maybe you go to Zappy where it's just like, all right, it's just a confidence mm-hmm. thing. It's just a playbook thing. Then I would think you would. But with, with this receiver group, I mean, right now they're depth chart. Devontae Parker, who they re-signed, who I do like. Uh, Juju, who's completely fine. He just went from the, the best offense in the league to this. So I can't imagine it'll be better for him. Upgrade. And then I think Bourne won't be like cast to the shadow realm all year. He'll actually be able to contribute. And then they really like what they've gotten out of uh, Demario Douglas, Pop Douglas in the preseason, who was only fell to them because he wasn't that tall. But he's, he's a slot <laughs> receiver if – if Belichick knows one type of receiver, it's slot receivers. So I, I do feel pretty confident about him. Will we make it that number seven and a half? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go uh, lower. I just I don't like this offense. I think this offense is gonna be really, really, really bad. I think it will, and it'll still be. I've got higher on every team in this division. I might just go higher for all thirty-two. <laughs> And I was like, can this – I think it, it does just because I don't think the Bills win 13 again. Right. So that's where it's like I think there's enough for everybody here to eat my – I don't think that – even if it clicks for the Jets, I don't think they go – same for the Dolphins. I don't think anybody's winning like 14-3 and three 
at this division. But right. I also don't think anybody's – like if somebody wins five games in this division, I'd be surprised, even last place. I think the floor is pro- probably eight and nine again is what I'd call right. it. Yeah. I, 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 like all these teams theoretically could just go one and one against each other in the division. You know right. what I mean? So that's where it's like we're keeping the – I don't think the one seed of the AFC, like you're just saying, is coming out of the East, even though I think – it's the best, most competitive division. I just, that's how it is. And it doesn't help that they're lined up with the NFC East this year too, which is two to three teams deep, depending on if you're a Giants fan or a person with a brain. So that's where it's, hey. that's where it's tough. So I'll, I'll say they win eight. I'm going to, uh, I've heard they're going lower every year since Brady's left and they've, they've been a 500 team since he's left. So it's like, I think eight, nine, nine, and eight's probably where they end up finishing. It's like I think y'all should stink getting to the agreed. Like at some point, getting to the three win territory. But right now, I don't think Bill Belichick's trying to do that. So I'll I'll go higher, but no. just barely. And the defense is just barely. The defense is too good to truly stink. That's what hurts. The defense is ready made to compete. The offense is so far behind. That's why I put most important non QB. I understand the max stuff. I put Christian Barmore because it's like. In order to really compete, especially with the defensive lines in this division, he has to be a superstar. The flashes we saw as a rookie took a small step back last year. If he can be there with Uche and, and Judon, they brought Trey Flowers back. If that can really be a formidable front four, uh, I, I think this defense keeps them in way more games than they should be in. Right. Just when it was like, hey, our offense can't score, but you can't pull away because right. the pressure we got from the front four. And Marcus Jones may be their most important because if he just returns every kick for a touchdown, like he was doing towards the end of the last wide receiver. Yeah. yeah. Like if he's just going to score every time he touches the ball. Okay. Now we're in business. Who wins this division? Bills. I think it's boring, but I think it's the Bills again. Yeah. At least for now. You want to go Dolphins, Mick? Or Jets? Did I, did I take the drinking lower? the Jets cool away? Did I take the lower on the Dolphins? Because if I did, I can't say they're winning the division. <laughs> <laughs> did you, I can't remember. It was nine and a half. I can't remember which one you. I think I went with Scoob and said lower and said I'm, I'm probably wrong. So I can't take lower. And yeah, you did. You, yeah. Did. Yes, you, you did. did. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with the Bills. But my number two choice is the Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> So we all went higher on the Bills, ten and a half. Yeah. Jets, I went higher. Scoob went lower. Coley went lower. No, I, I gave him the. Uh, I, I think you had him like nine and, and a half. half. Yeah, ten. Yeah, you had him ten. ten. Yeah. So me and Coley higher on the Jets. Scoob's lower on the Jets. I'm higher on the Dolphins. You two are lower on the Dolphins. Kind of. I'm higher on the Patriots. Scoob's lower on the Patriots. Coley's higher on the seven and a half. We got anything for for this this AFC East boy? Would it be the most shocking that the page if the Patriots won this division would that be the most shocking thing to happen in football this year? No, because I think they they could sneaky have the best defense in the division, and that could I, carry them. I think that, and yeah, if the offense is mid instead of god awful, <laughs> right? Like, like if if the Commanders won the NFC East, that I think would be like the most okay shocking thing, or more shocking than this. Fair. I think that'll do it for the AFC East. We appreciate y'all tapping in. Hit that thumbs up. Please and thank you. Let us know in the comments who's winning this division. 
We're going through all these division by division. We're hating on your team. We will not miss hating on your team in particular. So drop us a comment. Drop us a thumbs up. We'll catch you next time.